Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! All right, y'all. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs up here. And, and I don't know if you noticed, you know, we, we did a little bit of, you know, upgrades on the equipment. You know, we got to treat y'all right. You know, got y'all coming here and hopefully getting, you know, good quality product, you know. But always big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. They're a big reason that was able to get done. Also, shout out to Herb Seward and the Black Techies. Um, Y'all can see, look, it upgraded the, you know, upgraded audio equipment. You know, you can't see we updated computer equipment a little bit too. But we, we trying to, we trying to be professional. You know, high class, little picky up. You know, uh, but man, I, I don't know about y'all. I'm a little excited, and it, I'm always excited about family athletics, partially because I am kind of a sports junkie, but also because when it just comes to it in general. It's, it's a big weekend. Like you got the orange green uh, spring game going on and you're really about to have just a good finish to the spring season for the, for the football players. And you're probably going to see some transfers come out of that as well. Like let, let's, let's just keep it a buck and um, not lie about this situation here. Now we're going to start off talking about family tennis and we lost to Florida state. I don't know. You can take that however you want to. I'm I'm never gonna get mad at that just because kind of is what it is. We don't invest in tennis the way they do. I mean, if we did, I'd be upset. But since we don't, kind of what it is. You can really lie about it, or you can just be honest and say until we get to that level of investment, you're not gonna continuously beat those teams. So, uh, but. Again, right on the cusp of finishing this SWAC season out. I'm looking forward to us hopefully getting this championship, number one seed, and hopefully we make some noise in this champ in this tournament. I want to say championship, but in the tournament. So now golf, golf's gonna be going to be heading up to Nashville, Tennessee. They're gonna play play in the Big Blue Intercollegiate. I don't know why I can't say it. It's not a word I normally say. And if y'all aren't familiar, Tennessee State, they got a little history, especially their golf program. You may have seen a movie about it not too long ago. But maybe the golf ball's been solid. And one of the things we're not really noticing is they're another one of those programs where the season's about to come to an end. Like I was just looking, I'm like, oh, well, how many more, you know, competitions they got left? Really, you got about two left. And about two more, three more events, and it's going to be over for them. And we're going to see, hopefully, what they do as far as NCA play and things like that. But we gotta, we gotta really look and figure out how do we want to manage that program and a lot of others. If we properly invested in FAMU golf, that's a that's a sport we could really dominate. Like just consider. The golf season here in Florida is really 24, 
24-7, seven days a week, like, you can always get some golf in. Like, it's literally the top golfs are always open. You have golf ranges that are open all night. You can play golf all year. Now, granted, during the summer, golf in Florida, it's high. Like, it's not comfortable. I mean, you go out there and I promise you, I went out there last summer and it was like, oh, this is hot. It was fun, but it was oppressively hot. But this is the time of the year right now where you see why golf is starting to wrap up, but you're also noticing like there's some really talented golf players around the state. And fam, you could really have his pick of the litter and potentially produce some high level golf talent. And you have majors college-wise, that these students want to be a part of. SBI, that's attractive, especially to someone who's interested in golf. It's just a natural fit. So just kind of putting that out there, if we properly invested in this golf program, we have a lot of fun. It's just going to say it like that. Now, the baseball program, speaking of investing in a program or a, a program that needs proper investment, Fairy baseball, look, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. We 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 won the series against Jackson State. And that game one, I was a little miffed. I, I was a little upset because I was like, first of all, I was just sick of losing Jackson State in sports. But at the same point, it was like, man, dang, I don't want to lose this. But then we won the series. And that's that was really the important part. When it comes to baseball, you gotta remember. And I'm a little I'm a little biased right now. My Tampa Bay Rays, they don't have a loss. But when it comes to baseball, as long as you're winning series, you're doing good work. Like if you win every series throughout the season, you're gonna be a champion. You may lose a game, but if you win two out of three every week, you have a championship baseball product. And FAMU is two games away from being 500. Y'all know that number is very important to me because I feel like it's something that you can recruit with. And that's something that you truthfully need because this year the bats ain't the problem i mean game one we lost six to one and that's why i was a little miffed because i was like man the, the batting ain't been an issue now game two man um we must have went up there and prayed to joe boo y'all got some good runs or something something to offer him it's a major league reference for anybody who's not familiar if you haven't seen the the movie go watch major league Serrano, uh, played by the guy from the Allstate commercials, the uh, black guy. But he's he's in a struggle. He's in a struggle. He is in a funk, and he, he he's trying to pray to this deity, and he ends up saying "F you, Jobu," because <laughs> Jobu was not a real god, and he, all that stuff wouldn't do anything for him. But something, because game two, family went and went off. It was 12 to three, a decisive victory. Then game three flipped that thing over and got a nine to three victory. So we, we're looking pretty hot going into that USF game. I mean, UNF game. Sorry. Um, I told you I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because uh, I, I get to go home. It's spring game. It's, it's a lot. New equipment. I told you I don't, I don't know how to act with new stuff. Uh, but that's a fun game. And, and I'll be honest. I kind of like the idea of, especially when you're playing UNFs, maybe even USFs, University of Miami's, man, it, it would be really great to get some of those games at some of the minor league and major league stadiums. 
again, I say this quite often about FAMU and Cookman. Granted, that attendance was paltry. It, it was, I see why you don't have that in a major league venue. But it'd be nice. And it would be nice to even have FAMU versus UNF at the baseball grounds in Jacksonville. I think that would be pretty cool. Like, or even if you could have that at maybe the historic field there where the Red Caps played, something just to kind of give a little bit of that historical appeal and also maybe give a little bit of that major league introduction there or just, ah, I'm, try, I'm trying to find the right word, the major league experience because there was a major league scout at the FAMU Cookman game. The one I went to, he was there. I believe he was from the Kansas City Royals. And he was there most of the game. And you're like, okay, got a couple scouts here. Like, but I think that's a pretty cool thing. I, I would like for us to see that. But again, we, we got to really properly support the program. I mean, it's UNF. But again, that's a good opportunity there. Now, football. Now, I'm going to just tell y'all, we're going to go more thorough into what I saw, what I didn't see after the spring game. But now we're going to break this up in two halves. I'm not even going to talk about special teams because special teams is pretty much new. Like You have so many new faces there that even though Brooks is my guy, that's my guy right now. Coach Simmons sounds like he's looking. Uh, but on defense, I'm going to start with the defense first. These are the few things I'm looking for from defense. And I'm We'll get back to recruiting later. Again, we're going to take some pictures, all kind of stuff. Amy's defense, I'm going to give you a couple things I'm looking for. I'm looking for the scheme. I know what our scheme is. We're a zone-based defense. I get that. I'm fine with that. But at the same point, I love to see us mix up coverages because everybody knows that we are a base zone defense. But, man, with those corners that we have size-wise, it would be fun every once in a while just to mix it up. I, we don't always run zone. Like we're, we're not – we do run man-to-man -man occasionally. But I would like to see us mix up coverages. I would also like to see us blitzing from multiple levels. And we, we've done that. That's something I'll give Coach his credit. FAMU's defense has definitely blitzed from the secondary, the linebackers, I, we'll, we'll, we'll throw some things at you, and I like that. I, I want to see more of that, but I, I also want to see more of us bluffing. I want to see the linebackers come up to the line, and especially consider some of the moves and some of the player transition that we see, how we have now a safety, former safety, playing linebacker. Oh, man, I, I want to see that. Like, I want to see that. I want to see us press a little bit and just – Give some different looks defensively because I think, especially when you look to Jackson State, that's where they ate us up, and that's our first opponent. They're going to look at that film from last year, and they're going to see some things. Now, granted, they're not going to be able to replicate all that because if things are done right, you're not dealing with some of that off-the-field bull crap. But what you are going to be dealing with is a team that can say, we kicked their butts last year. We have a formula. Now, how much can you replicate with a new quarterback? That's a question. That's a question everybody's going to ask about Jackson State. But I'll, I'll be honest, it's a good question to ask. Like, 
I mean, you got to ask some questions in football. I mean, that's that's just nature of the game. I mean, I don't talk about Coach Prime often just because I don't want y'all saying I rode him to whatever. But if you're going to question that move to Colorado, you got to ask, how are these – how are the, the – how are African-American students, especially those that are susceptible to sickle cell, are they going to be able to be recruited to that program? That's a question you're going to ask about that kind of program. Now, that's not a question some of y'all are thinking about, but I'll throw it out there. And the reason I throw it out there is I remember Ryan Clark when he was with the Steelers and he couldn't go and play against the Broncos. I mean, unless the University of Colorado has changed, the University of Colorado and Colorado State play a football game in Denver every year. Additionally, that's pretty high altitude. So that's just a consideration. I'm just going to throw that out there. You know, you take it for what it is. If you steal it, at least give me some credit. Now, the other thing, and I'm going to give credit, I saw an article where we saw about HBCUs wanting to add hockey. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm a hockey fan. If, if you could see on the other side of this computer screen, there's a hockey puck. There is. I am. I'm not a huge fan of teams from the city of Orlando. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Most of them suck. <laughs> but uh, or I just I was a fan of another team before I got here, and so I just I don't. I'm I'm loyal. I don't switch out. So like, but the Solar Bears, the Orlando Solar Bears, I like them. I've been, but I've liked them for a while. Now, growing up in Tallahassee, some of y'all aren't old enough to know, but Tallahassee did have a hockey team called the Tiger Sharks. And so one of the things that we're, we're hearing and some people are proposing, there are entities that are interested in planting hockey programs at HBCUs. And I'll contend, that sounds like a great idea on paper. Then you realize... A lot of us don't have the facilities to do that. And it, while it sounds great, it's quite expensive. Like you, you got to all of a sudden start thinking like, especially in the case of a FAMU, you would have to insert a coil system into the Lawson Center. And then during basketball season, even when the hockey team is not playing, you have to maintain the ice. So that's that's a new expense, and that's something maybe that arena isn't designed to do. Is that is the Lawson Center designed for you to be able to play ice hockey? And then you got to even think about descending into the bowl of Lawson. Lawson Center is really a bowl. Like you enter at the top level of that gym, and then you walk down to the bottom. If you were to put a ice hockey coil system in there how does that work with condensation does it become a slip and fall hazard like those are some additional questions that those that are proposing aren't thinking about additionally though you, you kind of got to look at it like that's a potential business opportunity because for instance why am i saying it like that well there is no place for you to ice skate in tallahassee as i stated Growing up, we had a hockey team. Well, Florida State renovated the Tucker Center 
they took up the coils. There is no Disney on ice in Tallahassee and none of that anymore. That's a potential opportunity, though. Like, you start thinking about it and looking at it from that perspective. If FAMU were to do something as revolutionary as bringing on a hockey team, you would now be the place to host the Disney's on ice, the different spectacles and whatnot where you need an ice hockey rink. Like, you would have that. And you would potentially actually have to share facilities with Florida State, who does have an ice hockey program. It's a club sport, but they travel. Like, they travel across the state to play hockey. That's now some place that you're sharing with them. So it's it's a big ask. But I really I, I think it's it's a sport I, I would love to fam- I would love for family to not do. It's just to me, facilities wise, you're asking a lot. And even money wise, it's not there. Now, is there a recruiting base for hockey in Florida? Absolutely. There there is. There you look at Central Florida, you have Orlando and Tampa that both produce ice hockey players. We have professional teams here. You have South Florida, they produce a few. But is it enough to run a high-quality, competitive Division I program when you're calling yourself a low-resource institution? My answer is no. And I really feel like what you should consider is other sports that utilize what you already have. Bring back men's tennis. Now, granted, you would need a women's component with that, and maybe your your, uh, cheerleading team becomes that where you properly fund them. Women's soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, gymnastics, especially sports that are gonna allow for that Title IX component to allow you to marry or or pair the number of females to males so that it's easier to bring in another male sport. And then again, you use the facilities that you already have. You already have a tennis court. Just add the sport take care of the facility. You already have pretty much soccer fields. All you have to do is add the sport. Make sure it's a women's sport. And you can honestly do men's and women's and men's soccer. And I, I think, I'll be honest, I think fam, you would have a shot. Like to me, soccer is one of those sports where you could really do some damage as far as recruiting wise. And it's largely because you're not competing against Florida State. I think one of our biggest mistakes we make in athletics is competing with Florida State. You got to stop that at some point. It makes no sense for both universities to have the same programs because now you're not only splitting the fan base, but you're splitting the talent pool. And you're splitting the talent pool with a group that has more resources. Now, the other sport I'll say is lacrosse. Florida State's got a lacrosse club. But I'm just saying, if you had a lacrosse team, Division One, I'm just saying, you're offering scholarships, scholarships, money, money talks. Or field hockey. You could have women's field hockey. You'd be competing against like UF. But that's a that's a potential opportunity to then get into a new conference. And I'm not even saying as a full member, but if, if you look at it, for instance, soccer. 
FSU doesn't have men's soccer. If FAMU were to add men's and women's soccer, granted, I'm pretty sure that I, I'm solid. The SWAC has women's soccer. Men's soccer, you could potentially come to a conference like Conference USA, the ACC, like some of these sports where they do have tournaments. That's a potential revenue stream that we're not talking about, we're not thinking about. And then gymnastics. We're seeing how you have a championship-level cheerleading squad. Create a gymnastics program for that. And then you're seeing already there aren't but so many gymnastic conferences. If you can put yourself in a place where you can now become an affiliate member or something of one of those conferences, maybe you can get some of that revenue that is generated by those sports. Or better yet, just properly fund what you have. I, it, it's always great and it's, it's fun to talk about adding new sports, but I really don't want to add a new sport when we're talking about having problems maintaining more Kittles Field. Like it's, it's great in theory. It sounds awesome. We do want to do more with more though. And to me, just from a fan perspective, I think we're doing more with more when we take care of the sports we have. Because, and then, it, uh, because if you're gonna do that, you're gonna have better results. And then when you are ready to add the new sports, you can add them in sports or activities that your neighbor across the street doesn't have. Because it doesn't make sense for family that women's soccer. FSU has that. That's a waste of your time. They have that. They have a championship program over there. They have championship facilities. I mean, at this point, if you do that, you're pissing in the wind. I mean, or you're just doing it so you can meet a Title I compliance, which is cool. But what about women's gymnastics? What about field hockey? Those are two sports that Florida State doesn't have that you could add and you could be the standalone team, not just in the city, but in the region that does it. And all of a sudden, you can not only create recruit regionally, but you can create your own niche and something that allows you to, again, join an affiliate conference where you see where you'll be surprised some of the schools that are members of the ACC or the SEC as affiliate members. Like, go look at, go look at Howard. Howard's in the MEAC, but for not for all sports. Like, you go over there and you'll be like, yo, they're in this conference? Like, you have some schools that are in the SEC and some of these other conferences as affiliate members that I have you like, whoa, I, I didn't know that. And I think that's something that we have to consider going forward instead of trying to simply create a space for African-American athletics or athletes, you have to create a space for athletes that's gonna generate revenue and that's gonna generate attention because if you're constantly competing with the team across the street, then you're gonna lose. Whereas something like hockey, I think that's the benefit to that. 
you wouldn't compete with Florida State. You would actually have something to where they'd have to come to you for something for once. You'd have something in men's soccer they don't have. All of a sudden, you're using facilities you already have, and you're offering something to not just Black, but other students that they don't have over there that now makes your university enticing and intriguing. And that's something that really worth talking about. Same thing with lacrosse and field hockey. Florida State has neither one of those sports. That's a niche where you can actually join an affiliate conference and now you can build new relationships and do other things because the SWAC doesn't have lacrosse. And to be honest, that's not a bad thing. That could be a really good thing because now you can build relationships for the future for if and when you decide to make that push to a new conference. So it is just to me, adding an additional stick sport at FAMU, it will be fun. But hockey, as much as I'm a hockey fan, hockey ain't it. Do more with what you have right now. You all right, Ms. Williams. I'm about, to, I'm about to cut out in a minute. But um, that's just where I'm at with that. Like, and I'll give you a quick recap, man, because uh, we went FAMU tennis. We lost Florida State. And again, if you're mad at that, you just you're just not a realist. <laughs> uh FAMU golf is gonna be going to the big blue intercollegiate in Nashville. And look, returning to Tiger Shark. Somebody remembers. Uh hopefully we win that. FAMU baseball, we won the series, and now we have UNF coming up, two games below 500. The uh football team. I'm looking at the defense. So I looked at the defense. What was I looking for? I want to see how we look like, what we look like schematically. I want to see us mix coverage a little bit. And I want to see us blitzing from multiple levels. Like, I want to see some safety blitzes, some corner blitzes. I get that that leaves some guys open. But the fact that you do run such a zone-based defense, I believe blitzing from multiple levels is actually something that's goes along better with that scheme than just the man-to-man coverage. And then we talked about new sports because someone mentioned in an article adding hockey to HBCUs. And I would love the idea, but it's probably too expensive for FAMU. One, there is no place to play hockey in Tallahassee. The Tucker Center does not have the coils anymore. When Florida State did their renovation, they took those up to the point where FSU's club sport does not play in Tallahassee. They have an ice hockey team. They don't practice and play in Tallahassee. Um, so, but it's a potential business opportunity if you were to do that. Bring back the Tiger Sharks. Put them at the Lawson Center, though. Maybe Disney on ice. Or you have to share with FSU. And maybe that's a facility that the two universities do together. But I stated before you go adding hockey, let's consider other sports. First and foremost, men's tennis, bring that back. Women's soccer and men's soccer. That way you meet that Title IX compliance thing, but you're also adding a sport that Florida State doesn't have. Then I also mentioned lacrosse and field hockey. Florida State has neither sport, nor does Florida State have a gymnastics program. And I think the idea with that is that not only are you adding sports 
that you're not competing against Florida State in. You're also adding sports, especially in lacrosse, field hockey, and gymnastics that are not in the SWAC. That allows you to then become a associate member of another conference. Go check the SEC. You'll see some associate members of the SEC that'll scratch have you scratch your head. And even go look at like a Howard and see who they are associate members of as far as conference-wise. And you'll be kind of shocked. But then you'll also see like they've they've got some partnerships in place. And then better yet, take care of what you got. Like let's properly fund the sports we have. Let's do more with more, as Kofi would have said. The baseball field, they, they need a turf. Like, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was at that Cookman game, and you can see the difference. Like, you could see where the maintenance there was nil. All they had to do is they compact the, the dirt. The rest of the field was turf. We're over there waiting on the teams, you know, come over, celebrate, and congratulate them. And the field guys are done. Literally 20 minutes. I think that's something that really, in the words of the Mandalorian, this is the way. So, as always, y'all, thank y'all for listening. Now, Thursday, we're going to talk about this offense, kind of what I'm looking forward to. And then Sunday, get y'all some sights and some pictures and some of the stuff from the Orange and Green game. Looking forward to seeing some of y'all. Looking forward to seeing Miss Williams up there. I'm hoping. I'm excited. Uh, but always, big shout-out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home, and they are responsible for some of the new technology y'all may not be able to see. Look, there's no boom in your face. The microphone is here. It's on my chest there. So uh, we got a little bit of, you know, got some new equipment upgrades, you know, get a little, get a little fancy, a little pinky up on y'all. But uh, also her suit and the Black Techies, check them out. And as basketball season ended, though, you're very likely to catch Herb in the HBCU nightly space sharing the content and the knowledge of the day. But as always, y'all, it's going to be fans up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known